0: Okay.
1: Good, good afternoon, everybody. Bezrat uh, Hashem, we are continuing with the laws of Hilchot Tzitzit. today. Shir, we're going to be discussing the actual strings, um, when and how to tie them after they've torn. This is often a very common, um, very common question: is after the Tzitzit have been made, and then strings invariably get uh, broken off. Are the tzitzit still kosher or not? So we're going to be focusing quite a bit on that very practical halacha topic: um, how to actually tie them with the actual knots and, and etc. Um, and if we get to it, also woman tying tzitzit and how to treat uh, tzitzit uh, respectfully. So let's begin the uh, famous Gemara in Menachot, where it is the source of most of the sugyos of uh, tzitzit tells us actually about the Machloket, Beitilo and Beit Shammai, how many strings one actually needs in the tzitzit. So says the Gemara in Menachot Memalaf, Tamar Rabanan, Kama Chutin Vunotein, how many strings have to be placed as part of the tzitzit? Beit Omrim Arba, Beit Shammai say four uh, strings, Beitilah Omrim Gimel, and Beitilah say three. Now, just to clarify, when we talk about Sits it. you take four strings, and then if you make a knot, and then each string has got two ends, right, so, so really four becomes eight, or three becomes six, that is the most easiest way to understand machloket between betila and betshamai, There could be a variation, There could be, uh, as certain Rishonim wanted to understand, that it could be actually that uh, it could be um, actually more than that, uh, but we're going to go with that classic understanding. Now, the next line in the Gemara is actually how to understand it. So we're going to translate it as Rashi understood this. How much has to be hanging down? I.e., the two parts of the tzitzit. There is the actual gadil, which is the tie part, and then there are the actual strands of string that are free hanging. So according to Rashi, the Kamatei Meshuleshet is referring to the free-standing part. Beit Shama, I said, has to be four fingers long. Beit Shama, gimel has to be four fingers long. Three fingers long. Amar Apapa, Apapa says, Hilchata Arba betoch Shalosh Meshuleshet Arba. So Apapa tells us that first of all, one has to attach four strings Right. And that has to be with within three fingers from the end of the corner. And the length has to be four strings. So we come up like this. Number one, Papa seems to be passing like Beit Shama. Number two, it has to be within a certain amount from the corner of the um, From the the actual um the, the Talit. And number three is that Rav Papa tells us that there's a minimum shear of the tzitzit. And what is that minimum shear? Four finger breaths. Now, according to what we've understood, according to Rashi, that four finger breaths is referring to the free-hanging part. So now it says, the gemara, the itlo shiura. This sounds like tzitzit actually has a shear, minimum shear at least. But when not we learn sit sit ein sit sit ela yocy by ain't sit sit ela mashu so kvar aluz iknay be chama and iknay be tilal ben betir mabrud sit ein la shiur and lula ben boshiur meaning that what are you talking about the task can betcha i both agree that there's no shiur so says the gemar no you misunderstood My love ain't shiur clown what do you think that they meant there's no Minimum, there's no size at all. Meaning that if you want to have a maximum, there's no maximum. Can go all the way to the ground. But there is a minimum of the tzitzit. So, now, um, how do we pass also regarding this din of whether it's four or three, um, Three? do we in that it has to be four strings or three strings, makhluket beytilah so the Gemari Menachot Lametet not connected, Lichora says Gedil Shnaim. Dilim Arba means the Gedil, the, the word Gedil means some type of interwoven or twisted cord. So we need at least two strings. But the Torah says it in plural, Dilim, meaning two times two equals four. That seems to be the Shita of Beit, um, Beit Shammai. And that's what the Gemara Lichora Paskins independently, and therefore, even though, in general, Luke, whenever we have a Machlok Beit Hillel Beit Shammai, here we paskenaak Beit Shammai. What would be the svara for Beit Hillel? Because Beit Hillel said three. So Lichora ora what brings a few possibilities. One possibility is that according to, according to Beit Hillel, you have the word gdil. Beit Hillel don't accept this gdil-dilim. So gdilim means plural two. So where do you get the third string from because it says patil right so the patil is a third string so that's how you get to three at least according to beitillel it's very interesting what is exactly the argument between beitillel and bechama is it just how to learn the psukim or they're arguing about the nature of the mitzvah of um, the mitzvah of of tzitzit one could uh, hypothesize that the patil is only mentioned regarding the trelet, Right Now, there seems to be a machloket one could say, well, it's a bit, maybe this is hinges on the, on, the, on the question of whether the trelet is an independent mitzvah or the white and the trelet are one mitzvah. Okay, we'll leave that uh, as just a, a, a food for thought as a possible hypothesis. But let's see what the Shulchan Aruch is. Shulchan Aruch and Aruch Siman Yud Aleph, Tif Yud Bet, Minyan Chutea Tzitzit B'kol Kana, each corner, how many strings needs to be. Arba'a Fulim, four strings that are folded over, which means that ultimately you're going to have eight free flowing strands. The Im Hosiv Hussle, here Shulchan Aruch adds a very interesting din, that if one adds more strings, this is pasel and ichara you over the isra of baltoise. That is not so clear, and it's a big discussion uh, how to understand the Gemara and how to understand the Rishonin, But the bottom line that's how the we're just going to leave it at that for the moment. Is this really a din of baltoise? One could argue that, like just like an arava, right? so maybe if you added aravot to your lula. You're not over on Baltosib. So maybe over well, here, yeah, if you added more strings, you're not over on Baltosib. So that's a discussion that will leave for further eon uh, discussion. Why is When the Shulchanar Paskins is, why is he paskening in it? Is this a din in Baltosib? Or was this a separate Zaira? The Gemara seems to imply that there could be a separate Zaira, not necessarily because of Baltosib, but because of um, Kala Elan, but. Um, i just, I'll leave that again as a question mark. What exactly is the reason behind the, if you add a, um, a string, it's going to be passive. Now we said that according to Rashi, when the Gemara said that the, the, the amount that needs to be hanging, when the Gemara said the word lechet, it was referring to the hanging strands. And there the Gemara came out with four finger breaths. But the Rosh says no. Lichora, that's not the Pshat. The Rosh says as follows. nasot tzitzit yud bet Now, where did yud bet etzbaot come from? We saw the Gemara mentioned four. So how did the Rosh and Tosbot get to 12? Um, because the Gemara says that the Gedil is one third of the, um, of the, of the length of the hanging strands meaning that if the hanging strands have to be two-thirds longer than the actual gadil so if the gadil according to the tosval and the rosh if that was referring if the when the gemara said mate it was not referring to the free uh, falling strings but to the tired part of the tzitzit so the tired part of the tzitzit is now four fingers now, if the top part of the finger, uh, the tzitzit is four fingers, and the free falling strings have to be two thirds or double that, so you have, they have to be eight fingers. So you have four fingers plus eight, and that's how you get to 12. And this is the shit of the Rosh. 12 finger breaths. So, Shlish, one-third, is the actual gadil, which is the knotted part. And that has to be a minimum of four etzbat. That's what we saw in the gemara. Ushnei shlish anach, shmona And two-thirds, that is the free-falling uh, strings that make up eight. So a total of four, um, a total of 12 finger, finger breadths in total. And it's based on the question of when the Gemara said Mate the Rosh understood that that was referring to the g'dil, the part that was tied, not the part that was freestanding. How, how do we paskin, halacha The shulchanaruch basically paskins like the Rosh and Tosfat, that it has to be 12 finger 12 finger breaths means, according to Rabchaim if each finger is two centimeters, we have 24 centimeters for our um, 24 centimeters for our city. If uh, people are not familiar, what's uh, what's uh, the size of 24 centimeters? Um, so basically, I think that the actual book of Tzurba is very close to 24 centimeters. And if you take a, um, that, that, that is there is Pachot Yoter, the size of uh, of 24. Um, centimeters or you can always remember that there's a general ruler which is usually 30 centimeters so it's it's uh, just taking you know that much off and that's how much it is okay
0: now this is all the the ad for people in america it's 9.45 inches okay very good nine
1: point four five so the way you the way you can remember that is they talk about if you're looking at most people know, know how, how big a uh, inch is you know by the computers they sell it as a 15 inch or whatever it is so nine point is is like two-thirds of your computer computer screen depends
0: obviously which uh, which laptop you're using but uh I, yeah I have, okay so i have a question on this though the yes is the arc saying that's the minimum size or that's the appropriate size no, that's the minimum.
1: We, you can you can make it longer, and the Gemara says and shear for maximum. Uh-huh. Right, so that's in the minimum. Maximum. Yes. Now there is there is a Mishnah Bura that says there is a Mishnah that says that regarding the Yofi, the Gemara gave a shear of a ratio of one to two thirds, i.e., that the knotting part should be one third and the Free falling strings should be two thirds. Now some poskim say that that's the meaning. You can make nakhon You can make your tzitzit longer. It's not. We saw ein Right? They can go all the way to the floor. The question is what what's more mahuda? The question is what's more mahuda? Right? So so often you some people basically cut the the tzitzit strings in order that it will be The exact ratio of one third, two thirds. I did that, um, but I'm 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 quite upset that I did it because what happens ultimately is the bottoms of your tzitzit start fraying. Right, so if you're too muckbid on the one third, two thirds, you actually uh, cut down on your size. So even people want to be muckbid. My suggestion is give yourself a few more uh, centimeters so that with time. Uh, you you know it might not be exactly the ratio of, of one third two thirds, but uh, ultimately you'll you won't come short, especially if you're wearing treylet and you know that becomes a very expensive thing every time you want to swap your strings. So give yourself a bit of, a, a bit of you know a, a place for 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 error. Okay. Um, now this is all This is all lechatchila and. Now the question comes in, uh, what happens if uh, after you've tried uh, your titsit, and now they invariably get torn, you know? That's just, especially if you wear your it out, which we'll discuss, part of the shear: should you wear your titsit out, should you wear your titsit in? Invariably, and definitely with kids, this is just, we have tzitzit injuries every Monday and Thursday. Um, so what is still considered uh, a kosher tzitzit? So this is based on the Gemara in Menachot, and the Gemara in Menachot is as follows. Amrei Bnei Revchia. I said the sons of Revchia. Garedumei Tcheilet Kshirin. Garedumei Ezov Kshirin. Meaning severed strings are still kosher, severed uh, the, of Tcheilet of still of and Ezov are still kosher. The meaning how much has to be left in order for it still to be considered kosher. And Shmuel says, you have to have enough basically in order to make a bow or some type of slip knot that you could tie around. But if the string is... Where, where it was attached from at the corner to the garment. If it was cut there, then it's completely possible. Okay, then, then there's nothing to talk about. Now, let's uh, let's read what the Mishnah says based on this. According to everyone, we're going to see there's a big machlok between Aben Otham and the Rosh. What's considered Bidieved and etc., how to understand the Kimura, but tells the Mishnah Brewer that everyone, both the Rosh and Rabinatam, everyone agrees. If one of the strings was cut at the, at the source, meaning where it was tied to the even one string, the katava to in the Taz road. That you should look not only at the ends of the strings but also where it's attached to the begad. That's what a person should uh, do. Now, Tosvot bring the beginning of a machloket. How to understand this Gemara? So if we were just to leave it before we get to the Gemara, sorry, before we get to the Rishonim, one could think that, look, I've got four strings that were now folded over. So they were folded over, so now I'm left with eight. I'm left with eight strings. And the Gemara says, even if a string is, is cut, right? even if a string is, is uh, um, severed or torn, as long as it's got and van, it's good to go. That's all I know. Now, there are two questions on the Kamara. number one doesn't mean a full string, meaning let's take I've got four strings that become eight. So if one is severed right completely, so now I've got uh, I've got three on the on my left hand side and, and four on the right hand side. So when it said Kadelan Van, well, does it mean both sides there has to be a minimum shear Kadelan Van? Oh no, Kadelan Lan Van on my right hand side, I still have a complete. String, so I can definitely use that to kadeila and ban, right? So I would still be okay. And the same thing, even if all four were torn on, let's say, the left hand side, on the right hand side of my tzitzit, I've still got four uh, strings that each one has the same shir kadeila and ban. So maybe that's still good. Yeah. So let's see how uh, this machlok between Tos and uh, Tosfot and the Rosh hands out. The tosvat says as follows. Now that we place four strings, this is shita drashi and shita toswat, that if you're going to actually have trailet, what is the size between what is the ratio between trailet strings and white strings. According to Rashi and toswot if you have four strings in total, two of them are and two of them are lava. meaning hanging down, you're going to have four of and four of. lava. Okay, so it says toswot now that we have two and two which then turns into eight for free three um, hanging strings one needs to be careful one needs to be careful now, of the eight, says Tosfa, if three of them have been torn, okay, now, it's possible that they are from three separate strings, especially if I'm very careful, right, of, um, let's say, the left-hand side. I make sure that when I tie, I make sure when I'm tying my tzitzit, anyone who's made tzitzit, you make sure that one side, is you, you tie like a very flimsy knot for, for the one and the, the others, meaning that when you come at the end of your tzitzit, you're going to have four string strands on the right hand side, four strands on the left hand side, and you know that the four strands on the right hand side have a parallel other half of that string on the left hand side. But that's only if you're careful. But now it says Tosford, Let's say I had eight strings and three of them have been torn. If three of them have been torn. They might be from three separate strings. Now, if you were careful, you definitely know that, let's say, they're all on the right-hand side, and all three were torn on the right-hand side. They're all from three different strings. Let's explain this Shita of Rabbeinu Tam. According to Rabbeinu Tam, the Gemara said Kadeila and Van is only referring to after you've had two complete strings. Meaning if you have two complete strings and now string number three and string number four are, are severed, as long as string number three and string number four have Kedeila and Van, it's still kosher. But that's assuming you have two complete strings. That is Shritat Rabbeinu Tam. So therefore, says Rabbeinu Tam, as soon as you have three strings, because if you have three strings that are torn, you, don't, you might have a scenario where you don't have two complete uh, strings intact. And according to Rabbeinu Tam, that would puzzle your, um, your tzitzit. However, according to the Rosh, Rosh says, no, even if all eight strands are cut, as long as there's Kadei Aniba, I'm good to go. Meaning that according to, uh, according to the Rosh, basically, there's no such thing as two complete strands need to be remained complete. The takes the gemara as its most simplest reading, and the simplest reading, is, as long as the, of the strings, I have kaday Aniva,
0: right?
1: That would be acceptable. And how do we pass it? So here yeah, it gets a bit complicated because the shulchan aruch says as follows. Let's let's try and read the shulchan aruch. It, it, it gets a bit tricky um, reading the shulchan aruch, but we'll we'll go slowly and try and make Seder of this because this is very mindset. Says the Shulchan Aruchaim Yud Bet. Nifseku kol hutey haknach. If all of the strings were were severed, the niftayir b'hem k'dei anivatar. I mean, not kol hotim apsukim biyachad. But each one of them has k'dei aniva. That's no problem. Kasher. V'im lo nishar k'dei aniva. Afilo b'chut echad shenifseku kulo pasul. But if there isn't even on one string, it's going to be a problem. Now, since each string is is basically got two ends, if two strings on two sides were completely removed, even the Rosh, would say that that's pasal. According to everyone's going to be pasal. Because right? it could be that an entire string, right, the one head is on the right-hand side, and the other head, let's say, is on the left-hand side. And that string is completely cut off, not even k'de'aniva, we're in trouble. Because the Gemara said that every string has to have at least k'de'aniva. Now, we... Try and limit the damage. Why do we limit the damage? Because when we make tzitzit, meaning that we make like a little, we make a slip knot on on one, on four of the the strings on the left-hand side, meaning that I know that four strings on the left-hand side and four strings on the right-hand side, there can't be, if I have two strings on the right-hand side, they're not the same string. They have two separate strings. So they string one, two, three, and four, or A, B, C, and D. So there's A, B, C, and D on the right, and A, B, C, and D on the left. Now, because we do that, the, even if two strands on the right hand side of the tzitzit were completely cut off, it's not a problem. Because I know that on the left-hand side, that string A and that string B, there's still a remaining string, which is So it's still a kosher pair of tzitzit. Yeah? So far, so good. However, now says the Gemara, uh, says the Shulchan Aruch, according to Tam, lo machshirim ella shtei chutin shlemin. It's only going to work that you still have to have two complete strings. Dainu arba rashim, meaning four, four heads that are complete. Now nah, shekolechad mei rashim aruch yud bet each one has to be a total of 12 finger breadths. So according to that, then the other two strings, we can go with the shir of Kadei But now if three strings have been torn, even though there it is Kadei it's going to be Passover. Why is it going to be possible according to Rabbeinu Tam? Because let's say I have eight eight strings, right? And I know that of the eight strings, four are on the right and four on the left. Now, if three of the strings are torn, by default, I know for certain that I don't have two complete strings. I only have one because my my, my right hand finger and my, my left hand finger here, they represent one full strand. But here, although on my left hand I've got three strings that are that are, are good, on my right hand they've been torn, meaning I don't have two complete strings. So according to it's going to be possible. If three strings are cut off, Im if you weren't careful to do this game that, you know, they divide up equally. Then we would be worried that each head is from a different uh, different string. And then there would only be one and we'd be in trouble. So because of the tafek, it's pasul. and then the Ramah says, but And says the says Ramah, if three if you were careful to separate and then three strings were torn on the left hand side, for example, it's it's pasal Now the question is what happens if, um, let's say two strings were cut on one side and one string was cut on the other side, okay? So now it's not so simple. Why is it not so simple? Because it could be that the string that was cut on the right side is connected to the string that was cut on the left side, meaning I've lost one whole string. And, um, And the other part, so it means, but I still have two complete strands, which are good. So nevertheless, but we don't know that. So because it's a Safeg, Shema Gimel Chutin and since they might be three Chutin, so we have to be machmir, Meaning that the Shulchan Aruch seems to be Yovikya, accepting the Chumrah of the Rabbeinu Tam. But then says the Shulchan Aruch, But if you don't have two but if it's only two parts, then it's fine. As long as it's we're good to go. The halacha right? So he says, in the halacha, he follows the ikar shita, which is the rosh. But where we can, we should be worried, concerned for rabbeinu Tam. There is the shita of the Shulchan The Rama says when are Tam, but the Minag we follow rabbeinu Tam. So based on this. If we follow Ravino Tam, as soon as you've got three um, strands that are, are cut, we're in trouble. This is how the Piskei Trovers sums it up, very nicely. Let's uh, let's read it inside. So one string is torn. Even if it's completely, and you know, to the plot where the knot starts. And according to the Rosh. Why? Because according to Rabbeinu Tam, I still have definitely two complete strands. And although I have one strand that is cut off on the right-hand side, on the left-hand side, there's still Kadei It's not a problem. What happens if two out of the eight were torn? And they didn't have Kadei If you were careful to separate, you know that the four heads are on this side and the four heads on the other side. So now, let's say two strings out of the eight were ripped completely on the right-hand side. I know that it's kosher, why? Because I know that I've still got two complete strings. And I've got two half-strings. And the two half-strings are k'day That's not a problem. The Imlodik, called Let's say that a person didn't be careful. or he was careful. But one string was torn completely on the one side. And one string was torn completely on the other side. So now tzitzit p'sula. Because now I'm going to have one string, one complete string out of the four that I don't have k'day so there it says uh, If you have at least on one side, then we're good to go. One of the three out of the eight were torn. I even if they remained According to the Rosh, you're good to go. But it's going to be partial because now I don't have two complete strats. One should try, worry, be concerned for the shit of Rabbeinu Tam. You should do it. But don't think that you have to take off the tzitzit. What happens now in the crash arba I've got three or four strands that were ripped completely and they don't even have Aniva. So If I know that they step on the other side, rosh. Right? So it's going to be still good for the rosh, but for Rabbeinu Tam, it's going to be puzzle, right? Um, let's go to the next two uh, halachot where he summarizes us. <inaudible> if five strings were torn, <inaudible> yeah, as long as you've got kde'an iba, <inaudible> according to the Rosh, you're going to be okay, and according to Ravina Tam, you're not going to be okay. Okay, but then he says, "Lo <inaudible> So that's going to be the din of otbet. Again, it's going to be machloket. Um, oh, so let uh, let's. let's uh, okay, so that's that's basically the summary over here. You can see it. Uh, let's just summarize it over here according to the piskei Shuvah. So uh, the 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 last. Uh, let's just go over here. If the strings are entirely ripped. If one was careful to keep the strings on the same side throughout time, it is kosher. That's if two strings are ripped, right? If not, it's pasal unless one has qedeh But if three or four strings are ripped and none of them remain, so if, again, one was careful to keep each set of strings on the same during the time, it is subject to the machloket, right, regarding in uh, point number three between Rabbeinu Tam and uh, and and the Rosh.
0: Okay, so let's...
1: let's uh, can I ask a question?
0: Yes. You, you may have said it, maybe I missed it. Can we assume that if you buy commercial tzitzit that they were careful in keeping them on their correct yes. side? Yes. Yeah. You can assume that. You can assume that if you buy commercial tzitzit that they they do it, uh,
1: they all might be about this. They all might be about that. So now, now the next Shaila. This is how the ones actually tie the Tzitzit. So we know we have, there's a certain part that is the gedil, that is the woven part and then there's a certain part that is the free, free hanging. Mm-hmm. One who wants to minimize should not do less than seven. One who wants to maximize should not do more than 13. This is connected the seven skies or heavens again some Kabbalistic we don't really understand it but the seven uh, heavens and the spaces in between them so your minimum is seven. your maximum is 13. Now it's not so clear what was this referring to because it could be referring to, let me just take out my tzitzit for a second it could be referring to um could be referring to the chuliot the chuliot are actually um especially in it you can see it very clearly right the chuliot but um in, in regular tzitzit, it could be referring to how many windings between each knot right so which one is it so here the beit yosef says as follows meaning that the number seven is referring to how many circles you do, not in terms of the right? Okay, so that's the sheet of the Yosef. It goes seven, nine, eleven. And then it goes to 13. It's referring to the number of twirlings between each knot. And this is really the last understanding brought down in Tosfo. Now the Rambam argues, the Rambam is basically similar to, to how I understand, to how the tzitzit I'm wearing right now, that it's it's actually referring to the actual chuliot, right? And that's what it's referring to. So it's a very different take on, on what it is, because if you look at the, just go back to my tzitzit for a moment, over here, the, the actual, there's only three... You strings. have to hold it up a little higher. Sorry, one second. There's actually only three strings. Um, I don't know if you can try and get it. Uh, there's only three strings uh, in the actual chulia. Now, according to what the Beit Yosef was saying is no, your minimum is, is seven, right? But the Rambam didn't understand that what the number seven was referring to, the, the, the twirls was referring to the actual chuliot. The chuliot is each, each connection over here, right? So that's the machlok rishonim. Are we talking to the krichot, the, the twirlings? Or are we talking to the, the, the number of chuliot? The Mishnah Brura brings. Uh, okay, and the Mishnah Brura says, now he's quoting the Arizal, Katuv, the Chet. Either the Beit Yosef said 7, 9, But the Arizal says 7, 8. 15, if you have 7 and and 8, you get to Yud K. So some people have the Minak to do 7, 9, 11, uh, 13. Some people do 7, 8, 11, 13. It's it's really, if you look over here um, in the picture, you can see it very nicely. That over here, the 7 is referring to the We'll call it the twirlings. And then over here, there's eight. And then over here, there's 11 and 13. This is the shita of the Mishnabrura, Aida Rizal. Again, according to the Beit Yosef, it would be seven nine. But according to the Rambam, the whole, it's a complete different understanding. Gemara was never referring to how many times you have to twirl it around. That was referring to the actual chuliot. How many chuliot? You can either have seven or you can go up to 13. Okay, so that's a uh, machloket. Um, I'm not, look, when the Rambam talks about it, he was talking about it together with the trailers. I don't know what the Rambam um, it would look like without trailer, but I think it would be the same thing. It would be the same thing. I have seen white it like that.
0: Now, now the, we come- uh, to- The temanim. Yes. That's way right. the temanim do it and they don't necessarily wear tcheilet, I I know that if I can ask a personal question, I noticed that you have a knot at the end of yours. I don't have a knot at the end of mine. Okay, that's a very good, Shaila. I have a knot. This is actually,
1: this is kilayim. This is your classic case of kilayim. Why? Because it's shittatarambam and shittatarayibah together. Why is it shittatarambam and shittatarayibah together? First of all, the tying seems to be like the rambam. But the actual amount of strings goes according to the raiva. Because ah. according to according to the rambam, you only have half a string that is actually toheilet, whereas I have ah. two, I have, I have one full string. So ah. that's already chitata raiva. Then, as you said correctly, I have a knot at the end. The reason why I have a knot at the end is because Rob Rishonim hold that you need a knot. It's only the shit of the rambam that you don't need a knot at the end. So it's actually Ma'akev according to Rov Rishonim. So because of that uh, it's, it's Mamish, is Mamish kilah, trying to be Yotzeh Koladeot. On the one hand, it's tying like the Rambam because I think he said that that's the best way to tie. If you're going to tie it, that seems to be the closest Masora that we have. So he asking like the Rambam regarding time. In terms of trying to be Yotzeh, the Shitta of, of how many you do, so at least according to the Rambam, you have with the treat of the Rambam. Yeah, to go with the Rambam. You don't have the treat of the I could argue that according to the Rambam, what I'm wearing right now is a, I'm over on huh? Because according to the Rambam, the Torah specifically said patil, and right. the Rambam understands the word patil means half. So how can you add two? That's that's, that's Um so Lihora, one could say, listen, it's only Baltois if you were meet Maybe if you're not meet Kavan, maybe the Ramba would think that I'm not over on Baltoise. But um but Lihora, you know, it's like like people wear two two you know, shaw, uh, uh, Rosh, uh, one of Rabbain Tam and one of uh, and, and one of Rashi together. Now the Gemara says if you do that you're over on Baltois. So what do they do? They make a slow. You know, Twillin show Rabbein Tam is is correct, and the Twillin show Rashi is correct. So the same thing, I think that's why I'm not over on Baltois even according to the Rambam. And I'm Yotse, definitely according to the Raibut. And I added a knot because that's, at uh, least so, according to all the Rishonim, I'm okay. You know, I don't, The, the Rambam doesn't care if you add, you add a knot. He, added, he cares if you add an extra string. But, uh, okay, so you should go. That's uh, just a little insight in terms of the, go uh, I made my city Okay, now. Another shaila is whether whether the tzitzit should be tucked in or not. So this is a very practical Lamaise shaila. The pasuk says, and, and you shall see it. And the Tur says, "Ikar The ikar mitzvah, the purpose of this mitzvah is to remember all the other mitzvot. And every second, a person needs to remind himself of this. Someone says, you know, I need to remind myself. So what I do, I'm going to wear my watch on my on my other hand. So that way, it's, you know, I'm going to be constantly reminded. So says the Torah. That's what we should be doing over here. So obviously, you need to be able to see it in order to remind myself of the tzitzit. And if you remember, in the first year, we brought the Sefer Al-Khinuch. The Sefer Al-Khinuch says that the word tzitzit is tzaddik, which is 90, and yud, which is 10, i.e. 100. Tzitzit, so it's 90 plus 10, 90 plus 10, that's 200. Tach. Is another 400. We get to 600. And now, if you have basically um, the eight strings, that is eight, and you have uh, five uh, five knots, you get to uh, 630. Okay? So, pasin the tzitzit and the knots and the thing. You remember all the tzitzit. How do we pass the mindset? Says the Shulchan Aroch, Eikar mitzvah talit katan lelav shor al the gadav. You should be wearing it on top of your clothes, like what the Hasidim do. So the Shulchan Aruch seems to be saying, not only should you wear your, the strings out, but actually the Begit should be worn outside, like on top of your shirt, similar to the uh, similar to the Hasidim. I think they're the only people that do that today. But the Mishnah brings down, but the Kabbalistic approach is, the Talit Katan, no, that, that what, what, what I'm doing, right? what we do, that, that the, the Talit is underneath your clothing, like that, right? That might be regarding the Talit, but the Tzitzit should be outside. The And not like the people that, you know, tuck them into the corners. But, Jews living in Chutzlarits, they're walking between the Akhom, they're concerned uh, for whatever reason, and uh, therefore they can be Yotzeh that way. But at the time of the bracha, they should be revealed. Says the Mishaburah. You have to see it and you remember. This is is quite wild. Mishaburah goes to town on people. A place that sits in their pants. They over on, you know, what the Torah wanted us to see. They disgrace the Mitzvah of Hashem. And they're going to get punished for this okay so keep it in your in the in the corner but why are you tucking it into your pants? if they had a present from the king they would wear it they would show it off. So he says, we should be proud to wear it. Um, and uh, so he's, he's, he's pointing out two things in First of all, he thinks that we should be wearing it out because that is showing the pride and also fulfilling the mitzvah of Uri Temoto. And even if you're not going to wear it out, you shouldn't put it in your pants because that's a bizarre to the mitzvah. However, the yalkut yourself I brings
0: down the midnight of yeah. I, the Yeah. What does the Mishnah mean by putting it in the corner of your garment? That, I don't know what that means.
1: I think he means I'm not sure.
0: But oh, I you mean the little pocket. Means, there used to
1: be a pocket. Yeah, there used to be a pocket. So either you can put it in a pocket or you can put it above, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be in like in your pants. I think that's what he means. Um, I don't know what, you know, maybe they had pockets. You
0: used to, there's certain tzitzit that they, they actually have a pocket that you can put yeah, it they, in. But I don't, The older I don't ones I used to have little pockets, but they, they yeah. no longer do. Yeah.
1: Okay. So now, there's, there's the Yalkut Yosef. Minagenu. is referring to the Minah bagadim. That the Svaridim Psak is that even the tzitzit should be covered. This was the Minag of the G'dole Ador. And this is also piyak kabbalah. So really, it comes down to Ashkenazi and Svarim. You are not more from if you wear them out, at least if you're not uh, if you if you if you if you're Uh if you Ashkenazi, the best thing to do is to wear the tzitzit out. Now, um, Rav Yaakov Hillel, Wrote in his Shut Vayeshev Iam. Because I really needn't beg at a little small. But the tzitzit that's meant to reach out, liot not chuvot b'toch begadap. It should not be tucked into his pants. But should be beavrut lirotan tamid. K'dele kiem mitzvah to eatemotok. Moshe Gadavariza. That it should be available to be seen. But that ki Adam zarih li stakel b'tzitziot b'chol shab b'chol rega. Moshe Amar Kedum li eatemotok. So, so it's not so clear that that was the kavanah of the Arizal was to basically have your tzitzit covered. He still, according to the the um, the Rabbi Yaakov Hillel, right? It sounds like according to the Arizal, uh, the tzitzit strings should be worn outside that you can see them. Right? Very similar to the Mishnah not like the Yalkut Yosef. So this seems to be a makhloket, at least what it comes out is, according to the Ashkenazim, "madai lichora," one should wear tzitzit out. Now there is a, a Masora of the briskers, and the briskers thought that it might be considered ura, uh, a bit of um, what's the called haughtiness, to wear one tzitzit out, uh, and uh, and therefore many briskers don't wear their tzitzit out. And I think the overwhelming. Um, approach of Ashkenazi poskim is that we should be wearing our tzitzit out, we're talking about the strings. Um, and that's, uh, that, that's what I do.
0: Um, and I think there's a benefit to it. Yeah, sorry, doctor, what were you saying? Yeah, uh, it's interesting you brought up the brisket, because I, I was thinking back, I went to YU, right, yep. in, in the 60s. And, and from what I recall, the rashi yeshiva, we're not wearing that tzitzit. Right. Right. There weren't. that was Rav Soloveitchik, uh, uh, not Rav Soloveitchik. Rav Chaim started, I think, with the Rav Chaim or the Beit alabi
1: I can't remember. He held it was a problem of Yura, so he held it was a problem of Yura at least one of them. And that was the Masoretic Bris. Um, but it wasn't the accepted. I, I, definitely today, I don't think it's the accepted, uh, um, you know, approach. Especially if so many people are doing it, then what's the Yura? Because Yura is only if no one's doing it and you're doing it. But if everyone's doing it today. Um, and it's very makubal that today everyone's wearing uh, at least a talit katan. Um, so everyone's wearing talit katan, everyone's wearing it out. So before the URI is very difficult. Um, it could be, it could be, when does URI apply? Let's say you're in a place, look, i in, in Eretz Israel, Talit is very, very, <laughs> it's very makubal, And everyone, you know, half of my Yeshua wears talit or more. Half of Yerushalayim's walking around with t'chaylet. But in chutzlaritsa, I'm not sure that that's the case. In chutzlaritsa, it could be that, you know, uh, especially in certain areas, you know, you might be the only one wearing tailor So there, I hear the swara of walking around with your trailers outside could be considered yura. Maybe, maybe. Yes, uh, yes, ma'kom uh, ladun, let's say, regarding that issue. Okay, we've run out of time. So we'll just, uh, we'll end with, uh, let's just skip to, to regarding women making tzitzit. So they're, 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 there's basically two shittas. in the, uh, there's a Rabbeinu Tam, the famous shittah of Rabbeinutam is that women can't make tzitzit because they're not chayev in the mitzvah. If they're not chayev in the mitzvah, they can't they can't make the mitzvah, can't make the cheftah shal mitzvah. We don't generally pass them like the Shulchanah, the Shulchanah, the Tam. Um, and the Shulchanah of la is a woman is, uh, uh, can make tzitzu. And the Ramah brings, mm-hmm. Then according to the Ramah, he is machmir. Now he's not machmir for the shita of Rabbeinu Tam, he's machmir for the shita of the Maram of Rutenberg. Maram of, what, what's the difference between Rabbein Tam and the Maram of Rutenberg? The, the difference is regarding other mitzvot. Ay, Rabbeinu Tam has a shita across many, many mitzvot, that if a woman's not high in it, she can't make it. Lulab, Shofar, uh, a lot of mitzvah. The Maram of Rutenberg is that a din in tzitzit. Why? Explain to Mishabura. Now, not every mitzvah, as I grama. it says in the passive, daber el b'nai yisrael. But regarding tzitzit, it says b'nai yisrael, b'nai yisrael. And because of that, Maram of Rutenberg holds that woman can't make tzitzit. So says the Rama. Lechatchina, one, one, one should be Macbid on this. But even the Ramah would agree that that we there is a halacha that regarding going can going make tzabadai, going come make tzitzit. But then it says the Mishne Berurah. The dafkim kafuf bekanaf o asah chuliyah or kesharishon Aval ima chuliyah or kesher Israel. Yisrael. If the first Kesher, which is the Din or right, everything else is just the Rabbonin. sharachul rak lemitzvah mekasher. that's only mitzvah, and that's what's kosher. So but I, if a woman did it after the first knot, it's definitely kosher, even according to the machmirim of the Rabbeinu Tam and the Maram of Ruthen, it's still gonna be kosher. Especially, <speaking> it's <in Hebrew> should they do it? Maybe not according to the Ramah. Okay. We'll end off with that for today. The Shak, please God. Everyone should have a meaningful fast and uh, uh, should continue uh with Binyan Beit HaMikdash and a complete the Okay, Khal to